I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. If you want top quality jigs and jig heads, look no further than JDO Lure Co. I offer a variety of jigs. If you love smallmouth, then the Ned Rig heads and swimbait heads are for you. Pair them with your favorite soft plastic and get ready to catch fish. If you love largemouth, I also produce top-notch quality skip and flipping jigs, wire tied, and with a custom bait keeper. Made with premium Gamagatsu hooks, powder coat finish to ensure durability, and each jig made by myself, by hand. Check out my lures on Instagram at JDO Lure Co. at JD underscore outdoors 1773. You can also catch my stuff in action on my YouTube channel, JD Outdoors. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Angles on England. This is Jordan with my co host. It's Ryan, what's up? And, well, I only got out fishing one day this week, and that was today, for about two hours. Not much to talk about. Uh, Stayed caught, in the safe zone, though. Yeah, caught one, <laughs> caught one large mouth, little tiny guy, that was it. Uh, just fished the canal, nothing crazy. But, Ryan, I know, as you were talking before we started... You were out six days this week, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you want to dive into those, and also real quick, I wanted to make mention. So we're recording like you know six six thirty normal normal time on a Sunday, and currently, yeah, it's pretty cloudy out, but it's already, as yeah. everyone should be aware of, getting uh, dark out <clears throat> much earlier already. So, uh, starting to get frantic. Yeah, the, the leaves are, are really starting to pop too, man. Like oh yeah, I, I went on a so hike. This past week has just gotten crazy. Yeah, that, I I will mention <clears throat> that then. I guess for my weekly part of my weekly recap then is on uh, Friday morning I went for a hike, uh, and from whenever that was a week the week prior when I took that video when you were down there, uh, the leaves were pretty decent then. So I was like, all right, it's been a week, week and a half. I got to go back. So I got there. I'm like, man, this is just like a beautiful day today. Yeah. On Friday morning, and I'm like, I was I was basically going to go there and then leave from there to go to work, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna run the trail, and I'm like, I can do that, whatever, just be all good and change if I yeah. have to go to work. So I got there, went for a nice run, uh, messed around for a little bit on on some of those rocks that are falling, like tried like uh bouldering them like from end to end without like uh dropping down onto the ground and everything got a great freaking workout in and like a 40 minute session on that trail up just up to the bridge and back nothing crazy and got a great workout in got in the truck oh uh, yeah dude cooled off went to work and uh yeah it was amazing i took some cool photos as you guys might have seen on instagram and everything down there the leaves were just outstanding yeah, man. yeah and it's only getting getting better 
Uh, here though, for me and like NT and uh, locally here, they are starting to fall uh, quite a bit more. But anyways, sorry, continue. No, so. we've got uh, you know, the color. That's that's what makes this time of year awesome, man. I mean, I don't think. I mean, yeah, some of the trees around here, the leaves are, are definitely starting to fall. That's just because of how crazy windy it's That's been. true. That's true. That's true. You know, like, I, I don't think we're peak yet. I think we're like a week out from peak. Um, but I took like some incredible, incredible photos, uh, like November 3rd last year where the foliage was like really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think we're, like, I think we're peaking way before that this year. I think yeah. we're, like, about a week out of just maximum yeah. color. Because the lower is just nuts, man. You know, so I spent. <laughs> and with uh, the watercolor, it really, it pops even yeah. more with how, like, yeah. greenish blue that Watercolor, the cloudiness, yeah. like, different spots of sun. Like, yep. just check out all the photos in my, my last fishing report. You'll see, like, the backgrounds are awesome. You know, it just makes everything pop. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we, the general theme of what I've experienced is like you said, uh, you know, I fished the last six days uh, or I fished six days. Uh, the only day I had off was Thursday. Um, some of it, I had clients that were down to fish big waves on Erie and it was big. Like it was big. <laughs> like I didn't go offshore. I, I stayed in close. Uh, fish, you know, just outside the walls and basically in, in what I would call like the the roundhouse zone, like all the acreage, uh, in, in that vicinity. And we caught the hell out of fish, but we were riding huge waves and, uh, but those, those people were hardy. And then the other times I, I, uh, I fished in the river, but because of that wind direction on, on various days, like the wind just wouldn't, would only, you'd be confined to very specific places Yeah, is my point. Okay. And, so that's, that's one of the things I wanted to, to talk about is, so we caught the hell out of fish, man. Like, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. Like we had some pretty banger days, um, uh, between the lower Niagara, the upper Niagara, and then that little fringe of Erie. But I have not been able to get offshore on Erie for a long time. Yeah. Like all this past week, it was way too big to get out there. How's the water um, clarity then? For it's, like it's the, you like know, it's soup. due to that. It's pea soup right yeah. now, be, just because it, it, it has not laid down in a week yeah, and the water covered up so much. But dude, it hasn't affected the bite, man. Yeah. Um, like I've the ba the bass as long as they're it, as long as that change isn't like super fast, I just don't think that it hurts them. Now, I mean, if you're in like uh, I'd say like less than three feet of visibility for smallmouth or in our system then the bite can get tough. But right now it's like easily probably four, uh, four feet ish. Um, you know, maybe a little bit less than that, maybe three or four somewhere in that, that, I mean, it's it just because when the sun pops out, it makes it look a very different color yeah. than what it is when it's, yeah. when it's gray. Yeah. It's like a pea too. soup right now, which is, you know, around three feet of visibility. But even if it's even if it was less than that, it doesn't matter. Like I caught the hell out of fish, mm -hmm. like all days. But <clears throat> and this is a huge thing. It's something that doesn't sit right with me. Um, and that when you have certain conditions, certain weather conditions, like we've had a lot of crazy southwest winds, and you can't get out on the lake, that means that 
everybody's going to be fishing the river system or Lake Ontario, maybe Ontario, but basically fishing the river system. Okay. And then if you have a huge wave or huge wind in the river, Southwest's in particular, there's huge stretches of the river that you just can't fish. Like West Mm -hmm. River, unless you hug the Canadian shoreline, like West River, you're just getting knocked around, you know? And then when you come around like the North side of Grand Island, like there's, there could be like standing, friggin' waves in there. Anything coming from the west in general that's like blows hard, yeah. like that, the north side of Grand Island can get huge too. So people get constrained to the East River drifts, you know, in a, in a pretty narrow bracket. And uh, fish only hang out in certain zones, and people tend to figure out where those zones are, and they just get hammered. You know, they like, uh, you know, and, and I, I spent and I'm guilty of it, man. Um, you know, that's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, when I talk about next week, I, I'm going to talk about that, but I'm guilty of it. Like, I definitely fished the hell out of like one, two, three, four, five, five drifts in the entire system for all those six days. You know, I pretty much fished the same stuff. I stretched it out. I didn't soak like one particular area for way too long. Like, but normally I like to limit myself to three, three drifts in a mm-hmm. zone and then move. But when you're facing conditions like this, it's like, yeah, you're you either, either, options. yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, well I could just not work Yeah. because I know if we fish these zones, we're going to get We're going to catch fish. Mm-hmm. We're going to catch a lot of yeah, them. Yeah. You know, you'd be wasting time if you left and went elsewhere. Right. right. Um, because I'd be getting knocked around yeah. by, by conditions, yeah. like by the waves. Uh, you yeah. wouldn't be able to drift through certain places. So, and, and I have to drift with, with the clients, like it, like casting crankbaits with three dudes isn't, that's not going to happen. You know, like yeah. there's just too many hooks flying around. Yeah. Um, especially in the wind, yeah. like oh, th- yeah. it's just a big risk. Yeah, yeah, it is. So anyway, um, because I'm, I'm not too stoked about the, the abuse that occurred this past week, because yeah, a different way of saying that is we caught the hell out of fish. I mean, it was great. In those zones, we definitely caught the hell out of fish. Like solid numbers. Like, dude, I when I, I fished yesterday and I really shouldn't have. Like yesterday, I looked at the forecast and like the, the this couple that I took out, uh, they just wanted to fish for like five hours, and uh, I'm like, okay, that's perfect because I was looking at the forecast and um, it said the the wind wasn't supposed to kick in until like midday. So, but when we got down there in the morning, like it was already blowing and, uh, we got on fish like near immediately and we, we caught fish while we were just getting knocked around on the lower Niagara, like in, in waves. And so, but then we just, the wind got so powerful that we just couldn't get shelter anywhere and we ended up calling it a day, but so we still had a good time, but needless to say, like all these areas, I fished a bunch. Those fish have been abused. I'm seeing like marked up faces and it's not like, I don't know how that's happening, you know? Um, Cause when you're fishing live bait, if you, yeah, that, well, yeah, I, I know exactly how it's happening. It's like when you're using like fishing with the live bait, you're using way smaller hooks. Like, yeah. and that's, but that's the thing is like bass guys, a, a sp- smallmouth guys, I will say are all about oh, obviously they're smallmouth but like they're all about getting the tiniest baits now possible 
for fishing for smallmouth. And I'm gearing, I, I like that as well, but I never, my brain never went that, like, it's like, oh, you know, you catch them, you catch them. But yeah, like, even those net rigs that I use, like now, I, I'm trying to like get the molds to use smaller hooks because then it's like doing way, obviously, way less damage yeah. to, to these fish. But that's 100% the, the reason there. But yeah, it's, it's weird, man, because I'm, cause, yeah, I, the, my clients are always amazed at uh, this, how small of a hook we use. And I'm like, look, man, I mean, like, if I have a, and this, it's just a good topic to talk about because it, there's, this upcoming week's forecast is horrendous. Yep. <laughs> you know, like it's supposed to get into the like highs in the forties for a huge chunk of the week, like the front chunk of the week. It's supposed to rain heavy tomorrow in that like super cold shit. Plus it's supposed to blow like Monday and Tuesday look hardcore, you know, like Wednesday's still crazy winds, Thursday, crazy winds, Friday, crazy winds. I think like Saturday and Sunday, that's just so far out, but it looked like it was going to calm down by the weekend, right? So I'm looking at that forecast, and that's we we had something very similar this past week, right? Except it didn't uh, it didn't rain and get that cold, but very similar forecast. So I know I could go to the same places that I've been going, and catch the hell out of fish, but I just I can't do it, you know. I just I, I got I gotta let those those fish yeah. chill for a little while, so. I'm going to, I'm going to get creative. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about the experimentation that I'm going to do this in this upcoming week and next week's uh, podcast, but I'm definitely going to do a little something different, logistically taxing. Um, but I got the right people, uh, that are worth doing this for, for this upcoming week. And I, I think it has the potential of being a lot of fun. Um, still I'll, you know, won't be as exposed, but uh, I think some cool shit could go down though. Um, so, you know, that, that's the general thing is, is, uh, as often as possible, I just like to avoid beating up the same group of fish, mm -hmm. right. Um, with smallmouth, you know, like the Lakers in the steelhead, like they come in and they leave and you know, brown trout, they come in and then they leave like the, the bass live there. You know, like that's the zone that they yeah, live in. They can be yeah. caught in that general place all the time. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're, uh, they can, they just have the tendency of getting abused. Cause they got, you know, it's not like they're going to take off. Like the places that you're, you're, we're catching them now, like they're just beginning to get super concentrated and, uh, they're going to be there for the yeah. rest of the year. And people are going to figure out where those clusters are and they're going to start hammering those schools. And that's fine for people to fish through that. Like, whatever, it's no judgment. Whatever you want to do, man. Like, we could go back and forth on the ethics about of that all day. Because um, it is it is for sure a slippery slope. But my position is I like to give them breaks. And if I'm facing weather conditions, I still got to bring in money, man. Like, yeah. this is a, a crazy two weeks of, like, super hardcore winds, which is not not normal to have that many days in a row of that hardcore of wind. Um, you know, I got to get creative, you know, and figure something out in case this becomes the norm, you know? So I look at like this upcoming week is, uh, I got the right clients and I'm just doing some exploration and I'll probably take care of them, but it's just something I got to figure out. 
So, and then I'll get back to, to Basson. So, but the king, you know, dudes are catching kings down there too. And um, in the lower Niagara, you know, there's, there's been decent catch rates going on there. And I, like you and I were talking about this on the podcast before, uh, or, or uh, before we got on is uh, casting crankbaits for kings. Like, uh, because there's been so few people fishing for kings this year on the lower, uh, those fish haven't been pressured as much, and I think there's a decent number there. Um, and, and I think that they're worth, like, if you if you are a competent angler and you have the confidence to get up in there, or even, like, if you fish from the bank and mm. you cast spoons yeah. from the bank, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, spinners, spoons, mm-hmm. whatever you want to cast off the bank, you can hammer. Yeah, like there's a couple of bank dudes that for sure, for sure are out fishing boat dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mike Rosidlio and uh, Mike Zine, those two dudes are like the bank gurus. They're, <laughs> you know, they're those dudes hammer man. They, awesome. they definitely outfish the boats. Now that'll change once the the Lakers and the uh, yeah. the steelhead get in in that time. But right now, like what happens is when the water's muddy like this, like not like pea soupy, mm-hmm. and uh, for for some reason the kings will start congregating like towards the shoreline. Like they'll they'll want to like pin shallower water to okay. their to their side. I, I don't know why, but th- that's what they do. And when that happens, you can get a crankbait to them pretty easily. And the catch rates end up going up. Like there's, out of all the years that I've, because yeah, I usually spend a couple, you know, muddy water days in in Devil's Hole, just either on my own or with clients uh, casting for kings. And pretty much every time that it gets like that, you can catch kings on a crankbait. And that's been like that every year since I started. Because when I first started uh you know, we had way more kings back then, and uh, you were like, if if you had stained water, you were guaranteed you were gonna hammer kings, guaranteed, man. Like, if, as long as you had the right, as long as the dudes could cast, yeah. you had competent casters, bomb a crankbait to the bank, fucking rip it back, you were guaranteed to catch kings <laughs> in stained water. Man. I mean, you I, might, I, I am, you might not I get like crazy numbers, but that, I never, I never that, went through a day where that didn't crazy. occur. That's and crazy. now, like, I don't know. But I, you know, we could we could talk about it. I think yeah. it's it's worth doing. But it's one of those things where, if you put in the work, and you bomb, like it's probably like the like it it's. I'm not gonna say it's guaranteed, man. But like even right now, the likelihood is extremely high <laughs> that you're gonna catch one. But you just have to really stay up there and do it. And it's like, okay, how long yeah. do you do that for? Um, it, you know, and it, it's not like musky fishing where musky takes even more volume than that. Mm-hmm. I think like the population of kings in the system right now is such that if you put in the work, I could say with pretty damn high confidence you're going to catch one. Um, you know, so we can give it a try. I just I got to think it through. So I have, I, I have been fishing, but I, I would like to do it, and I haven't done it yet this year. I just like to see it happen. So, my focus this upcoming week is experimenting on new with uh, some new stuff, figuring out ways to get out of the elements. So, haven't been out to Erie in a while, and I know the river's, you know, heating up, is doing well. 
um, all the typical haunts. So, yeah, I, fun. I, I, this upcoming week, I'm definitely gonna have to get out more than I have. Uh, I do believe I'm hunting this upcoming nice. weekend, but during the week, uh, I got to get back out on the canal if there's even a, a few hours that I can get out later in the week. Uh, try and get some redemption and get some more fish in the boat. Uh, and then off off to the woods, hopefully tag out early. And then Are you head bow, back home. You're bow hunting? Yep. yep. Nice. Uh, and then go from there and see what happens. But, yeah, we're, we we got the boat back, and we just haven't had the time to go take it out on the, any wa- bigger water yet to test it. So, But, yeah, that's this week's recap. Cool. So I have the the topic. Got another lozenge, man. Yeah, there's uh one left, brother. There's a man. I've been I've had the humidifier on nonstop lately. Oh. It's been, I've been so freaking dry with this weather. Anyways, uh, so it's kind of a a broader topic. So I'll just kind of read what I wrote. Uh, sponsorship and fishing and everyone wants to get deals or get free stuff from people. Um, and then like the marketing strategy behind it and why it is the way it is, I suppose. Uh, and then what I was tying in with that as well is kind of starting your own business, especially in the fishing industry as I am trying to do. And as I am trying to do and as Ryan is doing or has done, uh, and how do you set yourself apart while doing that without potentially also getting into that, that marketing scheme of how fishing usually is, as we've kind of talked about, you know, like with the, the simple approach that can be taken despite it marketing wise, it's very hard to believe that you can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's a lot there, but I feel there's a lot of different directions we can go with this. So if you want to just respond to anything. I mean, my, my first kind of riff on that is, uh, marketing in general can be quite scandalous. You, you never really know when I say you, I'm talking about the company, like the customer, Mm -hmm. like, uh, never really know if you're going to get a return on the investment when it comes, when it comes to dealing with a person that's going to market something for you it could be optimizing your website or building a website mm-hmm. for you. You just, or it could be like a Google ads thing or whatever, like any number of ways to reach people. If you have some entity doing it for you, you have no idea whether or not you're going to get a return on investment for it. Right. Okay, so companies that decide to sponsor people are taking a similar gamble. What they're saying is, is uh, look, um, uh, I mean, pick a company. I, you know, I, I don't know, Hawker, Sims, or like any of the like uh, fishing apparel mm-hmm. companies, um, Grundens, whatever, Frog Togs, uh, yeah, yeah, all that Sitka, stuff. All, yeah. All, all of the that gear. Our heart. <laughs> yeah. So if there's, there's, it comes in different forms. Like if you have a company that's, uh, well, it, I mean, it comes in just different, different perks. Right. So like I, I'm not sponsored by anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I have pro purchase capability with a lot of people, which is basically the same. It, it's not the same. It's similar to sponsorship. It's just a lower level of mm -hmm. sponsorship. You know, like what a lot of people think of sponsorship is, and let's just define this, uh, that when you're sponsored by somebody, that company is giving you something mm -hmm. for free. Like they're giving it to you. Um, and there is terms that come with a sponsorship. So that company is just not going to just give you shit for the sake yeah, of giving you stuff. Yeah, contract you have to, something. you're going to have to, you know, post on social media yeah. X number of times yep. per week or whatever. And make sure that they're tagged in those posts. You know, th there's any number of contractual mm -hmm. obligations, uh, based on you getting air quotes, free stuff. Yeah. Right. So you're still working for, for somebody you're, you're not, you're, t when you start considering that time is money, then you, you aren't exactly getting the item for free, but you're mm -hmm. getting it for real freaking cheap, man. Yeah. And, you know, and, like real cheap as far as the amount of time that you have to invest. And I've thought about that, like with being like in a position like yours of guiding people, it was like, it's like, you're like for whatever say like a rapala dt14 or whatever like whatever crankbait you use all the time uh it's like your clients are seeing that boom 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 so like whatever deal you are work whatever deal you have excuse me with rapala it's like boom like they are are you're like you're helping market yeah. that because people are going to be like holy cow like this catches them you know i'm going on so yeah and i think that's a cool way because like for me like i, I don't have like that ma mass exposure you know like but but here you but here's the 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 real thing to to think about here though when it comes to marketing is you know marketing is just trying to capture I mean it's just, it's psycholo it's just like it's yeah. a psyop right it's psychological operation marketing is trying to capture the viewer and compel them to do you know whatever the, the that thing is being marketed for like yeah, the goal. if you're if you're uh, you know, marketing Rapala, you want the, somebody to believe that Rapala is the best bait possible. And that's the only bait that you should buy. And in fact, if you don't have this bait, you're behind the bower curve, yeah. go buy it. Like that's what they're trying to compel you to do. Yeah. That's the behavior that marketing is trying to create. So, I mean, it could be doing a bunch of different things, but in fishing marketing, that's what they're trying to do. That's what yes. these companies are trying to do. So, you know, when you become conscious of that being the game, um, then it loses its efficacy on you. But if you if you're not paying attention to it and you just find yourself captured by that narrative of like uh, it, the Rapala thing or pick a bait, it doesn't matter, you know, or like or whatever other several hundred yeah, companies that make and, and those stickers and, are all yeah. over, you know, pro bass boats or whatever, and they're getting the eyes of all the tournament yeah. watchers. So there's all these imprints of these yes. different things, right? So, you know, and if if you don't realize that, you're, if you don't become mindful of the fact that you might get captured by that, yeah, um, you know, th that's why I, no matter what, dude, I always just preach simplicity because uh, you, like, you just, if you keep it simple and you make things happen that way, you realize like how all of the other stuff on the periphery is just superfluous. It, it, it doesn't, it's stuff that you've been infected with. You know, if you could pull things off with remarkably simple techniques and just keep it freaking, you know, as simple as possible, maximize time in the strike zone um, and whatever it takes to do that, it, it, it's not super complicated. You need the right weights, 
you know, the right profile yeah. and soak the strike zone with the most effective bait possible. Stay there and match the hatch to the best of your ability and you're going to catch fish, right? Like, just, just follow that. And you don't need to be captured by a, like this particular brand or that brand or whatever. Go with the cheapest thing possible or spend as much money as you want. But like when you start shopping, you have to think about your fishery, think about what you're trying to accomplish, and how do I best maximize time in the strike zone? You know, like so to, to build on that, I would also say like, and yet again, I, I like I fell into the trap buying every single thing under the sun. And I have finally, like, after being do have done this for a while, I'm figuring out what I actually use the most and what works the best. And it's like, I'm looking back and it's like, well, the, the swim bait head and the swim bait that I used four years ago, I would never use now because I would blow through baits left and right when I use that setup. And now the one that I'm using now, or like we talk about the wire keeper on the net heads and the swim bait heads and all that. I'm getting 10 times more fish out of this than I was the other one. So it's like by process or, you know, trial and error, it's like, okay, boom, I know. And keeping it simple now, it's like, I know that these are the ones that I need. I don't like what, I don't care what the marketing is saying about the other swim baits. Like, Ooh, it's softer. It doesn't matter. If right. I'm catching more fish off of it, saving me money. And cause man, I'm, I'm fishing for fun. Like, yeah. I, 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 and, and even for anyone, everyone yeah. who's fishing wants to save money. Like who doesn't? It's like, if you can get more fish out of a bait, then why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah. And so here, here's another thing to, to think about on the simplest, like the, the marketing, the marketing side of things, right? Like, so a guy that's plastered with all different types of uh, stuff and he's getting, uh, new boats or whatever like that's mm -hmm. a different a different class of thing but you're also you, you gotta wonder if those companies that are air quotes sponsoring somebody are actually getting a return on their investment you know like i i, I don't really know if yeah, that's a very big like thing to try yeah. and measure. It's not like okay, I'm I'm doing I'm gonna run your Instagram account for your business. Oh, two people referred you or off the Instagram or something. Yeah, it's not it, something that direct. Exactly, like, and not only that, but it, yeah. like so you take all these pro the guys who are on major league fishing, man. Like good on them. That's freaking awesome that they got to that level. Like all those dudes are probably getting free boats every year, you know, and fully kitted out boats to whatever they want on it. And uh, which is awesome for them. Like, that's that's freaking incredible. Congratulations. Um, how are those companies just able to like they're they're handing those boats out to those guys? Whatever, because let's say it, whatever it costs them for them to make the boat, they're just yeah. assuming that by that guy driving that for that year and then selling it afterwards they're going to get their money back and, and imprints and more people are going to want to buy Rangers. Well, yeah, that. I was going to say like, yeah, there, there, there's clearly like a huge impact from, from and, these and here, guys repping this stuff. Right, Cause well, like the fishing industry is so huge and always growing. It's like, but, but here, but here's the thing like that, that's, that's the, uh, this is where I, I go back to the, the sponsorship and mm -hmm. the marketing thing, right? Like, okay. You just have to decide what you want to do and how you want to do it first. Like, yeah, define just, it. like, don't, 
before you go buying things or whatever, like you, you've just got to ask yourself, what is the plan? Like, what is my approach to the fishery? How am I going to do it? Yep. All right. Then, then start building a list of what you need to buy and then go to the store and look for things that meet that profile. You know, when it comes to a boat, the same kind of thing. Where am I going to spend the vast majority of time? Like, screw all the marketing stuff or whatever. Like, none of that. that then you could start looking into particular crafts, or, but at least it helps you figure out what direction you should go into. Yeah. You, got, you got to understand what you need and, like, what, what, where you're trying to go before you actually start shopping. That just negates all of the, the need for, or, or all of the, the marketing stuff right up front. Yeah. Now, for me, like when I, I approached companies and requested pro purchase rates. So there, there's a lot of companies out there. Um, like I wear almost like all of my apparel, except for a handful of my pants are from, is from Patagonia. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm like, uh, or, or Sims. Yeah. And it's not because I'm like, uh, politically or anything aligned with these companies. Mm -hmm. I've just been wearing them for so many years and uh, I know what the sizes that are going to fit me. Yeah. And I know if I buy these items that they're, it's like fresh out the box, it's guaranteed. Like I don't shop for clothes in stores anymore. You know, I haven't in years, like for a long time. So like years, dude, like years and years, like way prior to COVID because of those things. Yeah. So I know companies that I like their gear. It fits me well. I've tested the hell out of it through all types of conditions um you know the outer garments i wear sitka because yeah. they're just frick it's fucking bulletproof and sims is great as well um those but that's pretty much all i wear you know uh it just th like companies that i approached and asked for pro purchase rates with they granted them given my credentials mm -hmm. and that's worth it yeah and like that's the thing is like building up your kit so like everything from the rods realigned lures rain gear which is obviously another huge huge thing uh this time of year but uh yeah it's like for me i've i went through the trial and error and i was like okay well everyone else that i'm surrounded by in my fishing circle is using this this and this and that and then okay well now why are they all using different things in this area so i'm like oh well you know analyzing it too much because like i got caught up in the trap i'm like okay well if this guy's catching more fish on this blah 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 and it's like no just like keep it simple yet again but i bought so much stuff because I was, I was swayed by the marketing and just like oh you can catch fish on all this different stuff um or you need this in this exact situation stuff like that but i'm finally realizing that like going back to the basics and just having i know what works and the rain gear like okay i've i've gone through several different sets now and i haven't really liked any of them so now i'm gonna probably try uh either the sitka or the sim stuff next and and go from there and it was like same thing with my waiters i wasn't really i didn't like the ones i had and you just keep going through stuff until you find what works and like going forward you know having like that baseline of stuff is awesome because then keeps it you don't have to think about it every season right you know it's just like all right you're rolling in you know what you have and but dude it's it's uh to stay away from being trapped by the marketing thing um 
you know, that's like, that's the other reason why I, I like rarely go on to social media anymore because, you know, I, there's something about wanting to own and be the face of all things involved, involving like the growth of, of Brook Dog, right? Like everything, I don't want to, you know, companies that, that have offered me deals on cheaper prices is great. Like they're reinforcing fire. But like my name's not, um, you know, like it's been me working my ass off, not being enabled by giving a, a lot of free stuff, you know. So and if I was given air quotes free stuff and I had to preach or I had to, you know, do like talks and seminar. No, I'm good. I'm good with my time and, and, and what I've got. Um, I'll take free stuff, but I'm <laughs> like unattached free stuff. You know, and that, but yeah. that's the thing, like you, it goes back to really seriously asking the question of. I go I go back to the corporations in general that are offering the deals, right? So the the the, uh, the deals offered to industry professionals like charter captains um, or fly fishing guides or just like fishing guides or hunting guides mm -hmm. or just guides in general yep. right industry professionals can sometimes get somewhere between like 40 percent and 70 percent off retail on things right so somewhere in, in that window um and the reason why the companies do that is one your products are getting used like real time yeah um in front of people and that's not a lot of imprints, but it's like a solid eight hours plus, 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 depending on mm -hmm. what's going on of a solid imprint. Like my image from just spending time with somebody like the people are going to remember who I yeah. am. You know, they may or may not pick up on the labels, but you're like we had an intimate connection. I saw you catch fish, whatever, took photos, just exchanged ideas. And you spend eight hours with somebody, you bond a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. so I make an imprint and, you know, make hundreds and hundreds of imprints every year, fresh eyes, right? So that's one part of it. The other part of it, though, is that these companies, I don't know if this is something that they would say outright, but maybe they would. But a lot of these companies understand that industry professionals, like, we don't make a lot of money, man. You know, like, we're, we're making enough to live. Like, we're, you know, we're alive. We're doing well. We can, you know, support a family, but we're not balling, you know, so that, but this helps us you know, uh, actually equip ourselves at a cheaper rate just so we don't, have, it doesn't crush our pocketbooks, you know? So it's, uh, there's a benefit to the companies yeah. and there's, a, it's symbiotic, you know? And it, it, there, there isn't really a huge need to get deep into the metrics there, right? Because the, the company is probably still making a little bit of money off of it, um, you know, by selling it to us at a discounted rate. And they're getting the imprints, the real-time imprints, valuable ones, right? When you give a boat away or you give away like any type of thing like that, like when you give stuff away or you hold people contractually obligated to it, just speeches or something like that, then you, you there's no way of really effectively calculating an ROI. I don't know how these companies do it. And, I, you know, I, I think it's great for the benefactors. I think it's great for tournament professionals to, to, to get that stuff. But I, I really have to wonder if I was working in a marketing department um, uh, for any of like, let's say, Ranger Boats, um, 
you know, if I was working in their uh, marketing department and yeah, let's just say whatever the greater family is, that's that Ranger falls mm -hmm. under. I was working in their marketing department. I would have to ask myself if I was the whatever VP of something that oversaw that marketing department, I would ask the question, why do we need you? You know, like, what are you doing? Can you justify your butt? And, and dude, this is the thing is that the marketing people, they go to school and they learn all types of crazy algorithms and how to build statistical, like all types of wild graphs, PowerPoint presentations, whatever. They, they're just going to dazzle most people because we just don't speak the vernacular. Yeah, yeah, they're going to tell you and speak to you in some language that it's very difficult to understand unless you work in that space. So they could be completely bullshitting you like a wizard, like a snake oil salesman. Like you, you just really don't know. To, but they, but yet their their budget's still substantiated. Yeah. And so I would just ask the question and be like, look, brand recognition's out there. You know, like we're good. Um, you know, if, if we need to spread, we'll figure out a way to to uh, do some stuff through Google or whatever. But or help reinforce local dealerships mm -hmm. and, and, ha and and enable them to uh, to market locally, but uh, I, it, I would totally decentralize it and just say, look, like, what are you doing for me? You're giving away all these free boats every year. I'm paying your salary and whatever. And it's like, what are they actually accomplishing? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I read like I don't really know the answer to that question, which goes back to like, okay, and if you own your own business and you're trying to figure this out. You, you believe or we believe that we need to hire some sort of subject matter expert, like a marketing person, uh, to spread the gospel of, of, of your business and what you can do. And I'm telling you right now, like rarely, rarely, if ever, do they, is, is, do you get a return on that investment? That person gets paid and because you paid them, and you may or may not see a client. It's a, it's always a gamble. Yeah. As the small business owner, it is always the gamble. Uh, if you pay somebody to market for you, because that person's guaranteed to get your cash, the marketer. Yeah. And you have no idea whether or not you're going to generate a lead off of it. Um, a real lead, like not some bullshit made up statistics some chart that you put in front of me you could say that i had x number of hits and whatever show me all the stats no where are the clients that were that you're supposedly going to send to me where, where is money? it yeah <laughs> and the, the fact of the matter is is it's it it doesn't really happen all that well uh it's it's tough to do at the local level so i think it, as long as you you know you network hard i think it's it's just people it's just relationships man and uh that's a great thing like about our podcast like i you know our podcast is a big chunk of it is regionally specific mm -hmm. but then we get into these deeper conversations that i think it can apply to to just about anybody out there but i have no delusion that like hundreds of thousands of people are going to be consuming this podcast yeah there's you know? just not the 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 market for right. that locally right yeah you know just... so and, and maybe if it's spread out and we, you know people, yeah, people just dug our, the back end but dude yeah, still hundreds yeah. of thousands is a yeah, lot that's dude. a lot of people yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, per yeah. podcast oh, that's yeah. a, that, that's a lot so for something that's specifically right. located yeah so it's like uh you know but we we're doing it for 
local like for our community right like to to connect with our community and, and our enjoyment yeah and and through that though people will like referrals will come out of it like so everything that we do like we're doing on our own yeah we're not being propped up by something we're doing it and uh it's you know we're making real connections off of it people you know the people that listen to it are listening and they're they're learning mm-hmm. you know so it, i i think it's you're better off being more organic you know i i think seeking sponsors out um go ahead you know i i, I just that's not my style man i'd rather self start to the max extent possible um seek support in discounted prices from uh you know at pro purchase rates cuz mm-hmm. i think there's a quid uh, quid quote quid pro quo there um but other than that i'm good man you know just hard work work your ass off inform you know human relationships with people like face to face relationships with people and i think over time it just starts to spread pretty quickly and you know you get referrals after referrals and cool things start to happen so that's my take bro all right wow yeah um I don't really have anything to to disagree with or anything on on that. Uh, Yeah, and I will say just like the last, whatever, I think we're coming up soon on two years or two and a half years of me uh, doing JDO, Lurico, and I tried doing the heavy social media route in the beginning, and it did for a while work very well. And then instantly, like, shut off, which sucked. So, uh, I was struggling with that. And then it wasn't until, like, just recently where I started actually talking to people. And I did the one show and everything. Met more people. And uh, the other big thing is kind of like you said, but just getting my lures out to people. And, yeah, it sucks. Like, it it drains money because, like, you're just... But it's marketing and like, but it's the better kind of it because I'm getting like with you with the net heads and everything like, okay, the batch that I made for you, whenever that was the beginning of last year or whenever, um, you you used them. Okay. They worked. They weren't optimal though. Okay. So we moved forward, went through that batch. And now the heads that we got now are way better than what they were. And I have feedback from you and it's like, okay, well, if, if Ryan's going to use this head, you know, however many, I don't know, how many days are you fishing smallmouth with a net rig a year? Like dozens of days. Yeah, and yeah. usually dozens. Yeah, dozens of days. And you're catching Mondo fish on them without the hooks bending. It's like, okay, sweet. That's a cool product. And I'm starting to have people and like drop shot weights and everything. I'm starting to have people like come to me more. Because it's like, okay, well, what do you have? And it's like, I have, I'm trying to keep it simple. Swim bait heads, Ned rigs, drop shots. The thing that people locally lose the most and probably use the most. So Yeah, dude, you know, one, one of the things uh, yeah. uh, about your drop shot weights that, uh, are those which, that's what you're, are you, is that what you're calling your drop shot weights? Those weights, the half ounces so, and three quarters? Um, those teardrop ones yeah. that I did. Yeah, those are a version, but I also do the pencil weights, okay. but those only go up to five eighths. I wish I, I, they went up a little higher, but the teardrop ones that like I did a few ounce ones and everything yeah. as well, but yeah. The, uh, the three quarter ounce and half ounce ones are the ones that I, that I got from you. And, uh, 
I it, it's it's neither a pro nor a con, but in in most instances, I think it's beneficial. But it's just something to make note of that the teardrop shape versus the pencil shape is less hydrodynamic, right? So it, it's it's got bigger updraft. Yeah. Um, but I, what I like about that though is you get a good stretch from the boat. So mm-hmm. like you can you could like with a heavier weight, like a half ounce weight. Um, I, you can bomb a long cast right through the wind yep. carrying bait or, or if you're drop shotting, you can punch through the wind really well with that weight. Um, but you can get it like a long distance from the boat, but you still get the benefit when that thing starts hitting bottom, you still get the benefit of, of a solid chunk of mm-hmm. lead, you know, grazing gravel and rocks. So you get good feel. So I, I, I like it, but there are situate there were situations where, um i was moving too fast out in those waves for even a three-quarter ounce to work so i just upped it to a one ounce pencil yeah and uh that worked better but um yeah so for like me the i'll use the pencil style especially well largemouth fishing obviously like because i'm in grass and stuff when i'm drop shotting and stuff like that uh or if i'm drop shotting structure or something like a bridge piling what have you um, whether that's on the Niagara River or anywhere else. Um, but yeah, if I'm like, if I'm moving, I, I go to the teardrop one. Like it's just, or, or sometimes even depending on, and like in that super heavy current and everything, you have no choice. Like you have to have a heavy weight on or you're not going to get down through that zone. And I never really used anything up in that three quarter range until I did a tournament last year up on the St. Lawrence and we were, we were in some heavy current, like, like you would be in the, the Niagara, like, uh, going like two miles an hour, but this is like middle of the channel. And there's this hump that we're going over and I could not feel bottom. And I'm like, bro, what are you like my boater? I'm like, what are you using? Cause he's catching fish and he's like, Oh, I'm using a three quarter ounce one. Do you want one? And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so <laughs> I treasured that thing for the rest of the tournament and I caught all my fish on it. And then I started messing around with it back here. And I'm like, Holy cow. Like, how did I never, cause I don't know, just everything in the like bass industry, man, I guess it is that simple sometimes, but three eighths, half ounce, three eighths, half ounce, three eighths, half ounce, but they're not in the industry often ever talking about fishing and like the bigger stuff. Right. And where we are. So I think yet again, that's kind of a cool aspect of this podcast is because that's something that the general fishing world wouldn't know about but that is kind of a local thing you kind of almost have to do it right that, you that's have what... to have you have to have at least some of that in your arsenal because it's going to expand what you're able to do in the days you can fish and the yeah, bro. fish you're going to catch and, and, and look like when you're a, a small in the, the small business world like trying to, to close the marketing loop here too like in, yeah, in yeah. considering that like where what to do with your marketing thing it's really just what are you going to do with your time you know, and I, that's why I just think forming relationships with people and like when you're as you're building your tackle, your tackle company, I think you're better off building really great regionally specific stuff and, and it's branded accordingly. You know, like the more you talk to people that fish around here, like me and, and the other guys, your colleagues, um, you could just gather more and more intel and build essentially regionally custom, you know, baits. 
because that's what I'm trying to do, and it's definitely cool talking to everyone. Like, like even ideas. like like when you're when you're thinking about weights, man. Like, there's just you know, I'll, and I'll wrap it up because yeah. with, with a technique too, because um, this is what informs. Instead of you spending money and having somebody market you or trying to get sponsored by somebody, you know, you could you could be forming a real relationship with somebody and 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 improving something locally, you know. For and that that's. That's just my take on it, right? Like I would, I I put preference or preference towards making relationships with people and and uh, having a good time, you know, over some higher ego thing. I think it's just better to be local. So with the weights, like here's here's the thing that I can inform you of, and that anybody who's listening to this should be thinking of. If, if you're not fishing live bait, okay, you know, great. Just fish a drop shot and do what I'm talking. Like, if you mimic this and what I'm talking about, it's basically like fishing live bait. Um, the weight you have, you have a choice. The choice is: Do you want to stretch, or do you want to stay close? Or and you can pick anywhere in there. How far out do you want to stretch? Do you, uh, do you want to stay close? Okay. If you have, if the water's stained at all. Like if it's like three, four feet of visibility, you have no reason to stretch. You can if you want to. And by stretch, I mean like the angle uh, that your line, like, so if you're drifting with the current, it's the angle of your line away from the boat. Mm -hmm. So if it's a big angle, you know, you're stretched way out. Yeah. And if it's a short angle, a 90 degree angle, and by angle, I'm talking off the tip of your rod, mm -hmm. you know, so... A heavy weight, 90 degree angle, heavy, heavy weight, super lightweight. You start stretching out to like, you know, 160, you can go real, real. And then you got to ask yourself how much hook setting power do you have out that far? You know, like they're just, they're just things to think about. Snagging all that. Yeah, right. So, you, you know, uh, and, but if you fish in close, it's timing. So the, without a doubt, anywhere, the, the weights that I think any, everybody should have here is you should, everybody should have like a one and a half ounce to one and three quarter ounce, just banger, like pencil weight, just a heavy chunk of lead. If, if you're running a deep V boat and you want to go out into Lake Erie and there's big waves and you're fishing like 50 feet of 40 to 50 feet of water you need something over an ounce for sure. If there's waves, like sometimes I use two ounces and the nice thing about those, those things is you can use them for bottom bouncing for walleyes mm -hmm. as well. So you should have a two ounce weight. You should have lots of one ounce weights because one ounce weights in any current, you can fish in close. You can fish 90 degree, any current, but if the water is super clear and you fish the river and you fish in close, like in the spring when the water's super clear yeah. and you're fishing close, you're going to catch way less fish. Mm -hmm. But if the water's super clear and you stretch a long line, like that's the only time that I stretch a long line is when the water's super clear and I'm fishing less than 20 feet of water gotcha. and I'll stretch it real long. And then in the river, you only ever need like to stretch real long. You need half ounces in some water and quarter ounces in other water. That's it. So two ounce, one ounce, or two ounce, or one and a half ounce, and then one ounce weights, three quarter ounce weights, half ounce weights,
quarter ounce weights. So you got all that, you can fish the river, you can fish the lake, and you can fish up to 40, 50 feet of water. It covers the entire thing. Put it on the end of a drop shot, fish heavier weights, use 15 pound fluoro. You're good, dude. That's it. That's all is you there, need. I mean, there, I mean, pretty so much. I, I, you, you can know, catch fish anywhere, anytime doing that. Like, it's just put whatever so, the hell you want on the hook, pretty much. Match what you need to do, and you're good to go. I've, I've used those JDO weights all all uh, all week this week and well, caught the shit out of it. fish out of bite. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone. Well, we're going to wrap it up. It's uh, pretty damn dark out now already. It's well after 7. Yep. All right, catch you guys next week. See you.